Welcome to Tunnel Talk, a No Facts, All Feelings Wrestling Podcast. I'm Allie. I'm Ann. And I'm Leah. And we had a really exciting week in the world of wrestling. Hell yeah. I mean, I'm pretty stoked to get into it. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to start right away with, I thought this was the most exciting match of the week for many reasons, for multiple reasons. Yeah. Uh, on this week's Dynamite, this week Dynamite, this week's Dynamite <laughs> main event. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Uh, this week's Dynamite main event was a ladder match. Uh, I r- had to write down every man who was in this match because I knew otherwise I wouldn't get it. So most of them had been announced. We had Orange Cassidy. We had Pac. We had Andrade. We had Matt Hardy. We had Lance Archer. We had Mox. And we had a Joker entry dun, who dun, turned dun. out to be... Hangman's back I was so Uh, excited There were these rumors that maybe he'd be the Joker But it was just based on nothing And I was like I'm not getting my hopes up But I I I did a little bit I definitely got my hopes up and I would have been like, I was in in such a little mood where I was like, every 10 (laughs) minutes I said to Sarah, I was like, but it's going to be Hangman, right? And she would tell me the same set of facts that she possessed. And I would be like, okay, but you think it's going to be Hangman, right? Like, you think so? And then she'd be like, I can't keep doing this. (laughs) It was really funny to me to see some people on Twitter being like, well, I was disappointed because I thought it was going to be a new man. And it's like, you need to get your legitimate head checked for thinking how many new men do these people require the car is full no new friends (laughs) no car is jam-packed already and the clown car is my brain i can't (laughs) fit any more in there uh i i definitely did get my hopes up but kept like trying to talk myself down and be like you need to say it's not gonna be hangman you have to accept that because i had hangman's never coming back well i had pretty much see him again i had pretty much gotten to the point i I think i said it on this podcast i love having this podcast because it's like i'm always confidently saying things that then are wrong (laughs) but i think i was just like i just don't see how they could get him back for full gear at this point like, it just doesn't seem like they have enough time. So, oh, baby, they got enough time. They, they have the perfect they have amount the of time. time. <laughs> they, have the, they have the time. <laughs> I do feel like it is, like, the perfect amount of time to build up for a full gear uh, title shot. So I'm pretty stoked about it that. Is, if they let me down, I'm going to be real disappointed. It is because they were on the edge, but they've been edging us for a while. And oh, yeah. they got so close this summer before <laughs> that baby came. So, boy, oh boy. Uh, yeah, they can get us back to the edge really, <laughs> really quick. Yeah, really quick. Yeah. It was. But really... it's not because we haven't been working on this for a long time the way you have to. You know what I mean? It, yeah, right. Yes. It it was like when Alex Marvez was interviewing him on Roads to the Top and was like, so you can just cash in this chip whenever you want for a title shop shot. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> It'll just be next week at a regular time. Don't worry yeah, about that. Right, right. <laughs> I'll kill you. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. That, I mean, oof, oof. I'm just... But anyway, so okay. I missed him so much. It was just like seeing his little face made me so happy. And he's such a good little, he's so much better of an actor than the rest of these idiots. Mm-hmm. Like just like his happy face at the end of the match. And then like that promo on roads to the top. Um, it's just good stuff. It gets me emotional. That's, that's, it's funny that you're saying that about when he was at the top of the ladder, but I agree about the roads to the top, but at the top of the ladder, I was just like, that's a happy boy who then like remembers like, oh yeah, I'm a fierce man actually. And I'll make some fierce faces. 
<laughs> uh, but I agree. It's like he does always do the the character work that we need. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's double back, or I mean, it could, we can mix it all up. But what did everyone else think of the of the ladder match in its entirety? Beyond our very exciting and sexy surprise, I loved the little interactions between yeah. OC and Mox, and like, yes, like yes, like yes, the, I, yes. When Mox bit OC on the face, oh I was shrieking. Mox <laughs> has been going crazy for biting recently, yeah. like especially crazy, and I love it. I mean, it's like he needs to see a trainer, <laughs> behavioral maybe therapist. But <laughs> my puppy is teething, and she bites me constantly. And maybe Mox is having his molars coming in there, you know, just <laughs> 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 to bite some faces. <laughs> I know it was so exciting because you almost never see OC and Moxley like interact or have matches or anything. So it was just like, oh my god, I would love to watch these two men grab each other all the time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, OC and Pac had like really good moments too. Mm-hmm. And I had this moment where I was like, best friends and Death Triangle cannot have another feud because every time they do, somebody gets hurt. And it's not good. <laughs> but at the same time, I do enjoy Pac's like withering face when OC does his little comedy. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It is a good like back and forth. I know, although I did feel very like Pac, you you be careful with my precious yeah. little fragile vase OC. <laughs> like Yeah, you you handled him quite roughly last time. Let's, <laughs> let's get it together. <laughs> but Duke could still handle him a little roughly. <laughs> Safely roughly. Mama liked to see it. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. I feel like ladder matches are so fun in general it, like I feel like Ali you said in the group chat just like it's like it's a lot of men but like it's not too many men, men. Than, yeah no I right. yeah I was gonna say uh I, I mean I know that I've seen one before but I just like didn't really have a clear memory of it and when I watched it this time I was like fuck battle royales are out ladder matches are <laughs> in this is so much better than a battle royale it's like a lot of stuff so it is like exciting to track but it's not too much stuff to keep track of and you still get the excitement of like every two minutes they have a little countdown and you get somebody new like oh man (laughs) I know and they do a lot of like I'm just so stunned I need to like lie outside the ring for five to six minutes like just so you can focus on like two other guys or whatever which like is always it's a little silly but it's like helpful I think the thing with the ladder match too, with a lot of props and um, like you can do some comedy bits where Orange Cassidy got like an actual like huge laugh at one point that was it was really funny just to hear like a crowd laugh that hard at a at a dumb match during a busy that. a busy match full of men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think someone on Twitter said that like they laughed like a sitcom audience, which yeah. was extremely <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, I also like when they get into like, you know, they just want to do their ladder stunts. So they're like getting out the second ladder and like <laughs> building things to drop each other on and getting up on the ladder and knocking each other off the ladder. It's like, it's a really good central prop. I mean, maybe they do kind of get a prop work award, even though it's just, that's just the genre. And so <laughs> it, they, it's not special and they didn't do anything special, but it's such a fun a front prop. It's such a good prop. <laughs> I love ladders. I'm, I work for Big Ladder now. They did do some like cool stuff with them too that I feel like I hadn't seen in other ladder matches. Like at one point, did Andrade jump like from off the ropes onto like the top of the ladder? Basically, yeah, like, it was that crazy. was crazy. I was so impressed with that one. Like, and without knock, I mean, just me climbing up a ladder normally, I feel like I'm. It's falling fall over, over under me. I have, a, yeah. I have to. I need a step stool to get to anything in my kitchen, and every time I tiptoe up it, I'm just like, I'm about to die. <laughs> and this man's jumping off the top ropes onto like the top ladder. I yeah, know, come with another do that man on. in my pantry. 
which all Andrade. the refs all the refs circled around holding the bottom of the ladder also really made me like i was like <laughs> oh my god that's cute they're all like holding it very carefully so everyone can do their cute little spots yeah <laughs> oh well I, it was great i'm just so happy to have our little hangman back so before we get into some of the broader questions about hangman's return uh let's talk about what his old friends were up to this week so on rampage last week uh nick had nick jackson had a singles match against brian danielson this was more much more interesting to me than i thought it would be i will say not that it's like i was excited i as you know we love our young bucks but i wasn't (laughs) sure what the vibe of this match was going to be it was weird for him to be doing singles but yeah it was fast and i feel like it felt different than a lot of matches like there was just a lot of like well, it was a fast match, but there were also like a lot of slow, torturous moves. Brian like, Danielson, what do they keep calling it? Like people who know more, like they call it like working the limbs or something or working yeah. the body parts something where like it's that. like he loves to just like get somebody down and then be like, I'm going to fuck up your elbow and then just, yeah, torture them for a while. Uh, it's interesting to watch. <laughs> Yeah, commentary was like, <laughs> oh, do you not agree? Gonna... <laughs> you don't find no, it interesting? I do. I do. I just think that you put a lot of weight on the word interesting. And well, I, I couldn't it. figure out what word to use. <laughs> it intrigues me. <laughs> it's not a crime yet. Um, so the the match, uh, yeah, they were, I mean, they were doing everything. Brian Anderson spat in Nick Jackson's face, which is like a, one of those things, like occasionally someone will slap someone else and you're just like oh my god like I watch you (laughs) beat each other up all the time but this is something different (laughs) uh fluid bonded I know yeah Brian Danielson just really like takes things to a level I feel like I'm into it yeah and Matt Jackson was so upset did you already say this Leah no I didn't say it but uh he was and it was amazing him just outside the ring just like absolutely losing his mind was perfect It was great. Brothers shouldn't be fighting without brothers. I know. A brother needs a brother in his corner. I did like that. It's like that commentary kept being like, and this is normally when you'd have your tag team partner come in, but, um, and he don't, he doesn't have one. It's just him out there. Yeah. They were definitely preoccupied where they were like, and again, I want to be clear. It's just Nick. Matt is not in the ring. And Nick is a singles wrestler tonight. Again, poor little Nick. <laughs> Normally they're sort of Simon's yes, twins and you no can separate to help them. Him. <laughs> no brother, no brother. <laughs> no brother no brother is the new uncle. No brother. <laughs> um so eventually the match ended. Nick Jackson had to tap out on his own butt, which I thought was funny. <laughs> to just smack his own bottom. And then uh Jungle Express and Christian Cage came out to join Brian Danielson in the ring, and then everybody had a little post match fighting. Uh and Jungle Boy and Brian Danielson ended up pinning Adam Cole and Kenny respectively who then also had to tap out even though <laughs> it wasn't it, a match not a match <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just so funny when they do that a playground <laughs> kerfuffle yeah and so then they ended up having a six-man tag on dynamite this week which I thought was pretty fun it was there was a lot going on like I feel like it was one of those matches where it was like there were a lot of men but like I could follow the whole thing and it was like fun and interesting I'm I'm liking these two groups fighting each other I feel like I'm enjoying it I want to refocus on uh 
just kind of one of our usual topics, which is that Brian Danielson's body has like really been growing on me. And the somehow the more I see it, just the more into it I am. And like he just has like I know he is working modern muscles, which I think is something that you said recently, Anne. You were like he's he has a yeah. normal like a d- modern day body. I was about to say adult body. That's <laughs> fine. Uh, but it, he, it actually is kind of a weird old timey bodybuilder body, like a little bit where yeah. it's like before they could lift that much at the Olympics and they were like, <laughs> I lifted 20 pounds and I'm the strongest man in the world. It's a little bit of that kind of body and it's just like really juicy legs. Uh, <laughs> I think I actually do love it. <laughs> I'm glad you I can speak your not truth. there yet. But I'm it's happy. So easy for me to say, and I think he has some of the best mid-match hair I've ever seen. I won't <laughs> stop bringing it up. I definitely when does. he's at the end of one of those matches, and that little bob is just swinging into his face. <laughs> it's I don't a know. Good I guess little marry me, Brian Danielson. Bob, yeah, and I think like the other week, you and I had a little galaxy brain moment on um, in our group chat about. We're making jokes about Shakespeare and then like Midsummer Night's Dream and then said like that Brian Danielson is kind of like a changeling child who's actually like a fairy in reality. Yeah. And then Kenny Omega is the human child that was raised raised in the fairy court. <laughs> it's right. It's, it's exactly completely right. perfect. It's like the planes of Brian Danielson's face are just like a little bit off in some way. His body's like a little bit off, but um but beautifully I think it is growing so. on me too. <laughs> Though yeah. <laughs> It's fascinating. Like, you kind of want to keep looking at it. I don't know. I do. (laughs) You do? You do. Uh, Yeah, I do want to keep looking at it. Yes. Any questions? Panties are kind of high waisted, too. They are high waisted. Again, it's that old timey look. Yeah. He's he's in the 1927 Olympics. Yeah. He looks like he should be in a 1927, like, ad for, like, some kind of what the protein powder equivalent in the 1920s, but it would be something weird. Like worms or something. Yes. Like arsenic, probably. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Just like some kind of heavy metal. (laughs) Um, Okay. So let's talk about now we've got we've got that little feud going on for the elite slash super click. Uh, we have Hangman back in the picture. What's about to happen to us, ladies, over the course of the next month and a half? I don't know, but I'm ready for it. I'm ready for the elite to start, like, suffering a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? I was They've surprised been really that- happy lately, yeah. and it yeah. is time for that to take a turn. Yeah. I was surprised that they got to win uh, the six-man. I thought, I thought for sure that – because Jungle Express has taken so many – Jungle Boy in particular has – gotten pinned so much lately that I thought for sure that they were going to lose the match last night. And so I'm like, I'm ready for these boys to lose more. You want to yeah. watch them lose. Well, we yeah. did see Nick lose. We saw Nick sure. lose. So that's, Nick lose. so that's something for us. I also am psyched for like whatever's going to go on with Adam Cole and Hangman because like also in the Rose to the Top promo, mm-hmm. like they brought up, oh, Adam Cole's joined the elite now. And Hangman was already like, oh, uh, that's nice. And then changed the subject really fast, which is like a beautiful thing that he does in these yeah. promos. Yeah. I like Adam Cole was extremely funny on BTE, I think this week. Uh, and I really liked like he had that conversation. It was with a uh, little recruitment talk with Alex Reynolds and John Silver, where they were like, <laughs> the, you're basically were like, the elite killed you, though. And he was just like, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't think that happened. Um, yeah, I definitely think BTE is going to be appointment viewing on Monday. Yeah. yeah. 
for sure. Very psyched for all these dynamics because I feel like there's just like a lot of weird interpersonal things that they could do with it. And I'm very interested. Yeah, I, I keep being I mean, it's like obviously the Bucks and Adam Cole are just having the time of the time of their lives uh, being in a little click. But it is kind of nice that they have a little setup in there to like easily get them mad at each other if they want to yeah. they dig into the the, the old circumstances of death some potential rifts there yeah that hangman could exploit and i feel like also kenny's being driven so crazy by brian danielson like it, it'll just be interesting to see like what directions this all goes in. yeah i'm very very excited and i think uh, i was saying this somewhere but it's just like with kenny kenny i must see a little emotional arc for Kenny or like mm-hmm. that, like if we want to see Kenny take the character in a new direction, which he has to, cause he can't do this forever. We can't solve the problem with the belts on the, the right. belts <laughs> now are hindering our ability to develop Kenny as a character. So the belts have to come off. And I think it's good that like we have this Brian Danielson setup where it's like not about the belts. Brian Danielson mm-hmm. is interested in the integrity of the game, of the sport. Brian Danielson <laughs> is interested in reaching a true part of Kenny where they can be sportsmen together. Like, so. Just wants to wrestle. Yeah. Yeah. Something, a pure, unadulterated, fierce rivalry. Yeah. <laughs> so. Just the human raised by fairies and the fairy raised by humans facing each other down. Ooh. See where it comes out. Yeah. A.W. Shakespeare, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm excited. I, I don't know what they're going to do, but Hangman's back, and he had a little baby boy. That's so sweet. I'm, I was, like, weirdly surprised it was a boy, I think, just because everybody else at A.W. had girls. No, I was, too. I was, like, a boy. <laughs> That's not what we have. I know. Uh, well, and, and both. If, if Hangman goes the same route as Mox and never shows me a picture of him holding the babe, I will like, respecting lose my mind. The- privacy of their child like, i know it well it's like break. at least you can turn the baby's head away you know what i mean yeah like, give me a little just, like just hold a blanket cheek. i don't care right. i just want to be able to visualize just it. hold a doll and just do tv you can hold anything <laughs> just make it look like a baby please <laughs> it's what i want don't we deserve this oh. okay i did love when mock said i have a three-month-old at home and she's insane <laughs> it was a great use of a promo <laughs> i know mox that was a really funny promo um okay let's talk about some of the other stuff that was going on this week um on rampage nyla jade and thunder rosa had a three-woman match with lightly used props it was kind of like a weird prop match for me where i was like do we need these uh we're not (laughs) doing that much with them i know they didn't have like the unfettered joy of like mocks out there like oh thank god (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna hammer his head through this trash can yeah yeah it was a pretty quick match it was like only seven minutes Mm -hmm. i think ish i just guesstimated well while i was watching well they were like Uh, before jade's body yeah you can't give jade you can't give jade much more time (laughs) i assume that's what happens if she's in the ring, but she's in the ring for, for too long. Two yeah. Well, oh, minutes. well, yeah. Uh, and then it, it ended with Jade battering Thunder Rosa with the chair and then pinning her, uh, and she Ugh. won. So she remains Garbage. undefeated. <laughs> I was so mad about this. I was just like, Thunder Rosa and Nyla like deserve better than this. I just don't understand why they're pushing Jade so much. It's like she, she's 
she needs more experience and she's not that compelling of a figure. It's not like she's so great at promos, like compared to everyone else that it's, she deserves. Right. Like MJF was not the best wrestler when he started, but he was really good with promos and you kind of understand with Jade. Mm -hmm. I'm like, she's fine. Like, yeah. Like she's not bad, but no, put her in the Indies for a while. It's like literally who is she blackmailing? Like what does she have on (laughs) Cody? Like what is happening? I don't understand. (laughs) I don't know. It it is pretty inexplicable to me. And I think this week I finally was just like Googling to try and see what people were saying about it. Uh, And I didn't find anything interesting. I think that's the thing that like, I keep feeling crazy about where it's like, I keep waiting for someone who knows more to be like, this is what's going on here. This is why they might've set her character up this way. This is like perhaps what they're hoping people will get out of it I just can't find anything and I feel like confused like I just don't know how to feel about it where I'm like it's not anything against her really because I'm like you haven't been wrestling for that long you clearly are very very strong and like beautiful strong I mean you have a beautiful strong body I sound like a creep I sound like they are but you know what I mean like the woman absolutely covered in muscles um so like I get that it's like they clearly they see so much potential in her um but it's this is I almost brought this up a couple weeks ago when we were talking about our sons 2.0 and how they like were talking about how like basically where they were like I think it's like important to be a jobber or like to just like wrestle and not really have people paying that much attention to you and get the experience uh and it doesn't really seem fair to her to be like in that position like when she's barely wrestled a match or whatever it's like just like let her do a bunch of dark matches for a while right and I keep being I keep wondering if there's like basically kind of like an archetypal um or a, a prototype an archetype is just what I mean okay well whatever but like where there's if there's like a wrestling archetype that I don't know where it's like you show up and you're the like strong person and you never get beaten like I, I don't know what this is calling back to but it's like I also I'm just like I don't know what we get out of her never like losing and when it's so clear that the reason the matches are so short is because she doesn't have the skills right. yet to have yeah. the longer matches it's not right. like you're getting away with it it's not like with Mira right. where it's like I know that guy could go for a long time if he wanted to <laughs> right. but he's not because he's fighting Fuego del Sol it's like <laughs> I understand the, like as an idiot watching that it's like you have a limited range right. yeah. which again is not bad but it's going to take time to develop Right. It's crazy. And this week on Rose the Top also, which was mostly really boring, but there was this whole arc with like Anthony Agogo and how they were really pushing him. And Cody was all like, it's really like, I have to really put him like over in this match, but like, he's not very experienced. So I could get really hurt and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, well, it's like genuinely crazy to have somebody like in a big pay-per-view who's only wrestled three matches before. And it's like, I get that he's like a big boxer and whatever. It's like, it, does wrestling have like a inferiority complex about like real sports or something that they're like, no, probably this, this box he's gonna wrestle and it's, it's gonna be really good you guys like we're gonna make him a wrestler like it's just like otherwise I don't know what the motivation is yeah I was thinking about that line of Cody's where he kept talking about being afraid that he got would get hurt and thinking about the last week when uh Red Velvet was like Jade fucking hurt me and Jade was like I don't care and it's like yeah, yeah 
Because you don't understand how to wrestle. Right. You should like I understand. Like I'm not stupid. I know some of that is like obviously a work. Right. But I'm like, it doesn't come off good for you to be both no inexperienced mm-hmm. and absolutely not interested in whether you're hurting people. Yeah. Yeah. And that yeah, that was a weird interaction where it's like Red Velvet comes out of that looking so much better because like I like to watch her wrestle. She's mm-hmm. not like the most developed wrestler in the world, but like she's entertaining. I like she's like clearly like doing stuff with the character like we've seen her have these really good moments where she's like I'm reading what the audience is yeah. doing she's and like I'm a responding really to that improviser yeah which it seems right. like you need experience in front of crowds to like get that ability you know? they have to link up with second city <laughs> <laughs> get a real yes and energy going Jade come on <laughs> I need a little a little promo promo um uh class with the upright citizens for <laughs> I wonder if they do ever make them do improv exercises. They fucking should. I mean, force them to do it. But yeah, I don't know. It was it was a really weird that roads to the top thing was really weird where I was like, it doesn't look good. Like no. it's and it doesn't seem cool. Like I'm worried no. that you think it's cool not to care about this. But yeah. Yeah. Like as a viewer, I'm like, I think you should. Right. I don't ever want to watch someone get injured in the ring. Right. No, I, I, I mean, what I like about it, wrestling but... is when they're like, uh, you know, clearly like colleagues trying really hard to keep each other safe in the ring. Like that's the good stuff. Right. Yeah. And like, that was the point where like so much of roads to the tops completely breaking kayfabe. And I, you expect that kind of like, I'll kill them like on the show itself. But if you're going to break kayfabe, then it like, to say to have jade doing that kind of promo you're like yeah what's like what's ha- what's happening here with you yeah like i don't I know I it was it. like jade decided to be like the heel of the reality show which is obviously right. like a role and whatever but like yeah it just didn't look good it didn't look professional to me or sound professional yeah when i when i went on my little uh my little internet search one of the things that i think someone said on reddit was they were like well jade is number one in the rankings so at some point if she stays number one and doesn't lose she's gonna have to fight brit and i don't know that that is gonna be a helpful match for either of them (laughs) and i was kind of like yeah i agree i mean it's like yeah i just don't i don't know i just kind of don't see where her arc is going like are they gonna make her win the tbs champion belt yeah i'm mad sarah's theory is is that yeah i don't understand that that makes me feel crazy i know it does it's like who is a fan of jade like who is this for you know i don't i'm i don't know i mean it's like it is i understand that like behind the scenes i guess there's just a part that i don't understand where it's like they clearly are like we have a vision of certain people being big stars and sometimes that vision really comes true like it's clear that like that's not where hangman was two years ago and now hangman's coming out and getting the fucking biggest pop in the world in philly because we're all so jazzed to see him back but I, I don't know. I'm just like, you actually are building out your women's division and you have lots of yeah, female wrestlers females now in your stable here. I'm like interested in, and this just, I don't know. This is not doing it for me. I am. And like, I don't dig- want to, uh, Jade, just sorry, Anne, but I was like, I'm just like, I don't want to watch a, a Miro no. run from Jade. Oh no, it's disgusting. <sighs> I know. And I do feel like I was watching rest of the top. I was a little bit like, is it Brandy who seems to be pushing Jade or Brandy and Cody? And then it's like, I don't, maybe I'm just blaming them because like, I don't care for Cody, but, um, <laughs> it does feel like someone's <laughs> yeah, got it in their head. 
someone's got it in their head that jade's a big star and i don't know why and it's like why don't you let the crowds dictate who is being successful here and who is not yeah i don't know anyway well let's let's quickly talk about so yeah we can bundle this all together so there was big announcement on dynamite this week uh Tony Schiavone told us that when Dynamite moves to TBS in January, we will be getting a TBS very funny belt for females. <laughs> for <laughs> females <laughs> belt. Uh, I'm so worried. It's so funny to say it, but I really am like soon it won't be a joke anymore. It'll just be a thing we say. I know. Yeah. Uh, which is really exciting. Uh, yeah, it is really exciting. And I'm psyched for this belt. And the, the women need two belts to, to fight over, yeah. which Britt mm-hmm. did a promo later in the show that basically making that point. Uh, she okay. also had a Leah- very funny line where she was like, I was holding, crossing my fingers for the Cartoon Network belt, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> um, so who, who do you already said Leah. So why don't you expand on, on this, this theory that you're getting from your wrestling household? <laughs> uh, first of all, Sarah and I had a very funny interaction where I like could not get something through my stupid head. I was like, Oh, so like, is it going to be like the TBS men's belt and the TBS women's belt? And she was like, why would they rename the TNT belt? And I was like, well, it's moving to TBS. And she was like, rampage is still staying on TNT. And I was like, Oh, so they're only going to defend it on rampage and she was like no it'll be on both and i was like so they'll be on tnt talking about tbs and she was like it's the same fucking company and I, was like, it's, i was like i don't think that's right i don't think that's, Leah, right. that's synergy that's corporate synergy Leah. ted turner's happy for them to talk about his networks on on both networks all of ted's sons can discuss anything ted related on any channel they like this conversation fully took five minutes and I just kept repeating, I don't know. I don't know about that at all. (laughs) But anyway, so I said, I was like, if there's, if this is the mid card belt belt, because like the TNT belt is for the mid card wrestler. So I was like trying to think of like good mid carders. And I was like, I wonder who's going to go for it. And Sarah without missing a beat was like, it's going to, Jade's going to be the first one. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? She's like, she's undefeated. She's the number one women's champion. They're definitely going to give her the belt first. And I was like, Oh my God. I'll be literally furious. If that happens, I'll just be confused. Like, I don't know. Just tell me what story you want to tell. Right. Like that's the thing that I, you know, it, I, I don't think that I'm like that picky when it comes right down to it, but I want you to be telling us, like, I want to <laughs> yeah, know I don't expect, you see like... yourself this way and you see the character like becoming someone else as they win and lose and experience things. So like, aside from the technical wrestling issue, it's like, what story are you telling me? Right. Yeah. It's like with her too. Cause like her promos tend to be like, I'm the best and whatever. It's just like, like for a while I was like, is she like famous for something else? Like, am I supposed to know who she is? You know, it was just like, yeah. it's so much talk with so little backing it up. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I would love for like Chris Statlander to win this belt or I mean, Thunder Rosa would be good too. Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa deserves that TNT belt. And I hope she's coming for it next year. The, <laughs> the world, the world champion, the world champion. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want her to have that one. And I'm like, I, I think Chris, I think Chris could do the TBS. Um, that would yeah. be fun. Right. I would still, I personally would still cook Chris a little longer too. Yeah. Uh, but for, for the TBS belt, I guess. Who would you, you know. fantasy book for the first TBS one? I don't know. I'm just trying to think of Ty Conti. Like, <laughs> oh my God. I would love to watch <laughs> Ty Conti with that belt. I mean, mm, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. 
I know. I feel like I need to open up my trusty Wikipedia AEW uh, personnel <laughs> no, page. AEW women's roster. <laughs> that it's I funny because it's like, I, given everything that they've done, like the way that they're handling it, I get why it will be Jade. I, it's, I just have so many questions about, I want to be behind the scenes. Like if you're, come on roads to the top, you tell me like how you're making these decisions. You it know feels I mean? very like hand of God. Like you can just see the executives like trying to make it happen with Jade, yeah. I feel like, which is yeah. just not pleasant. feels yeah. very artificial. It's like the same way I feel about how they keep trying to make me care about Brian Cage. Mm, yeah, <laughs> another steroid user, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. The bigger the muscles, the more inorganic it feels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's like look at his muscles uh, as an executive i really have to push him forward i did think the other i mean i know we're not talking about brian cage for real but i did think the other day that it should have been him trapped in that mma feud because yeah. like he that would have been yeah. a good place for him because he doesn't you right. know wouldn't have to do the promos and it, him yeah. against you know the chris jericho and- would be fine and he would kind of suit the like dumb, you know, Jim Cornette jokey thing they're right. doing with the MMA right. guy. Like, yeah. Right. Where it's like, why? that's not Ethan Page and no. Scorpio Sky. Why they're bullies they in a very like, different beautiful way. Voice. <laughs> like Jim Cornette does not think that Ethan Page's beautiful, colorful button downs are things a man should wear. Like he just no. doesn't. So <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> uh, we got to move on to the next topic before mm. I say something that I should not say. Um, <laughs> So this category, baby boy beatdowns, all the little baby boys of AEW are getting either challenged or butt kicked this week. Uh, we'll start with little Dante Martin got into so the ring. Proud of him. <laughs> he did a good job at this he promo. A, I know. And I feel a little cowed because I had been mentally putting him in the jungle boy space where I was like, you can't talk, but he did a great little brave little toaster promo where he was mm-hmm. like anyone in the locker room <laughs> he only looked like he was gonna cry a little bit <laughs> uh yeah he was like i'm ready to take anyone who wants to challenge me you come at me immediately the lights cut <laughs> malachi, malachi black lurks into the ring the lights come back on he's taking his skull mask he's standing right behind him right in back. his skull mask it was very like it was his scariest entry yet like yeah. i loved well, it this is his season of power that's right <laughs> it's october bitches come on baby it's spooky season do you guys know all so good malachi's last month i was at the hairdresser and i was talking to her and i had to admit that on labor day weekend I had gone to a pay-per-view and to my surprise, she was like, I love wrestling. I used to watch WWE all the time as a kid. So she got really psyched. And then I was telling her about AEW and she's going to watch and whatever. But she told me that as a kid, Sting scared the crap out of her um because like of his face paint and the black and stuff and I was like that's like the cutest thing I've ever heard that Sting was scary to children but I just thought like if Sting was scary like Malachi Black must be making like eight-year-olds lose their minds it's like nightmare fuel (laughs) yeah genuine like mommy I'm scared to go to bed Malachi Black's gonna come out from under (laughs) my bed he's standing right behind me (laughs) and actually that was Dante Martin last night (laughs) (laughs) 
and Dante Martin does have the slightly the affect of just a sweet <laughs> nine-year-old voice. <laughs> very true. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he got black gunk spewed on him, or I believe Malachi calls it black mist. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, he black gave mist a, that comes from his heart. <laughs> a very funny promo. Yeah, about how it's like emanating from his being or whatever. It was like <laughs> oh you're really committing to this whole thing, and I love that. It's just. Dis- disgusting but at the same so time gross. it's yeah. so effective <laughs> yeah. yeah it's upsetting uh, it, sure. it works great I love it uh I did, I did think the other day I was like I think it's unfair that Malachi Black gets to do his black mist gimmick but Orange Cassidy doesn't get to spray uh <laughs> orange juice on people from his mouth anymore <laughs> and I was like well I guess that tonally they're a little different <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm gonna start sending a petition to Tony Khan. Yeah, <laughs> but I thought I didn't. I did not see this coming. Uh, I think it is smart of Malachi Black to want to fight Dante Martin because Dante Martin is yeah. a really fucking cool wrestler. Um, yeah. And I think it'll be a good match. I and think so. And it is good in October because it is very horror movie. I mean, Dante Black does have like a real final girl energy, <laughs> you know. So yeah, yeah. Wow, final girl. <laughs> I'm just really deep in imagining little Dante Martin at the end of like, you know, the ring or something. There's a final yeah. girl in the ring. Is Halloween. There? I haven't seen it in a minute. <laughs> um, yeah. So weird combo. I like it. Uh, let's move on to baby boy. Number two, Daniel Garcia, who this Tell everybody- week, I thought this was what? Tell everybody what you what you called him in the beginning of this <laughs> I was about to say, accurate, I thought this yeah. was a breakthrough from me. Uh, our little Sid from Toy Story grandson. That's right. <laughs> that is right. He is. He's extremely Sid from Toy Story, which is why you shouldn't like him. Uh, <laughs> actually, I just read uh, a tweet thread the other day about how Sid was maligned because actually he just wanted to play with the toys. He wasn't doing yeah. anything wrong. He didn't know they were sentient. I read something really similar to that recently, too. I'll send you a link. Um, all but- children know their toys are sentient. Give me a break. <laughs> he, D- Daniel Garcia is cheerfully popping the heads off every doll he can get his <laughs> hot little hands on. And his dads are so proud of him. <laughs> They're like, that They're like, actually means he's creative. developmentally ahead of the curve. <laughs> <laughs> because he understands about doing violence. Mm. Advanced. It's called imagination. Look it up. Look it up. <laughs> Look it up. Um, and anyway, so CM Punk cut a promo. One of his, I'm going to come out and talk to you promos, which he, 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 well, no. Okay. I'm thinking about different things. One, he cut a promo where he said he'd rather choke to death on greatness than live a life of mediocrity, I think. (laughs) Um, And that was, he was saying like, soon people will be tired of cheering for me and everyone's going to come for my ass. And I was like, it can't happen soon enough. (laughs) Please do something. Then he came out on dynamite and was like, I want to fight Daniel Garcia. Was there any reason for this or just because Daniel Garcia is quite a hot little commodity right now? I like the idea of CM Punk just walking around backstage being like, I think I hate you today. <laughs> I'm calling you out. It's like make my day, except that it, it's CM Punk. So I guess it is like him being like, I'll make your day by saying, <laughs> fight me. Good, good exposure. Uh, I'm excited for this. I can't wait to see 2.0 meet yet another wrestling icon, their favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. 
That's true. You think they're going to scream your CM Punk on the sideline? I don't know. They could <laughs> scream something more inventive than that. They're always coming up with new jokes. They don't reuse yeah. the same jokes over and over again. It's true. They're really always smart thinking. and funny. Oh always God. thinking. Uh, I will. I did just shove it in here. It has nothing to do with baby boys getting beaten up, but uh, on BTE this week, and this is, I mean, mwah. Uh, 2.0, we're doing their little Saturday morning show, uh, gimmick. And yet again, they were like, there should be a BTE tournament. We're going to have a tournament and that's how you're going to win the BTE belt. And it's like, y'all are hustlers. You show up and you're like, if there's not a little plot line for me, I'll make it easily. I will create the world. (laughs) They, they've had the belt for two weeks and they've already done more with it. Then who, who had it? Was it Sammy who had it for like 10 years? Yeah. But he was he, doing stuff on his own blog oh, about it though. Was okay. Well, you know that I refuse I to mean, watch yeah. that. <laughs> well, I didn't watch it either, but I, you know, that was he was unsu- out there hustling. You have that was to unsuccessful corporate synergy because <laughs> I was. didn't. I didn't uh, subscribe to Sammy's vlog until Ricky Starks did something funny on it. (laughs) He had done funny things before on it, actually, but. Be funnier, Sammy Guevara would go along. Yeah, Sammy. We're less funny, as we'll talk about in a later segment. One Um, way or the other. (laughs) Choose your your fighter. And then, finally, Darby Allen had a classic little JR interview. There's almost nothing I love more than these JR interviews, (laughs) where it's like he has no tact and just says the craziest (laughs) things that he can think of. and like is just out there being like, and I didn't like some of the things I was hearing on that stage. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, where he said such things as Max made everything very, very public, which does make him sound like a divorcee. Um, yeah, basically just got into some uh, character work about his face paint. She love when he does that. Um, mm-hmm. And then on dynamite this week he had just like basically a i mean it's a normal squash match but kind of a reverse because he small squashed nick camarado big pretty much uh i guess it wasn't like a full squash but it was pretty fast it was very fast and then afterwards he made the fatal mistake of stopping and doing anything in a parking lot in wrestling (laughs) (laughs) so he accepted a match with mjf and then immediately got jumped by the pinnacle and who were all in their little their little stocking i'm telling you we said that as soon as they got freed from the inner circle match, things would get better. And they are because that was genuinely funny. Like I laughed at a lot of that. Yeah, uh, it was good. I love the absurdity of it's like there's no repercussions for heels doing anything. So there's really no reason to put on ski masks, <laughs> but it, but except for the reason of theatricality, which right. makes sense for MJF. So, right. <laughs> uh yeah so uh very excited and and then they announced that the the mjf match will not be next week because darby is in a rough condition (laughs) he's gotta heal up (laughs) she said too excitedly (laughs) mjf and darby is just like such a good combination it's just it's new it's electrifying they're bringing out things in each other it's great they yes well show me more of i'd love to see mjf get pretty out of control too so yes. darby turn the tables and skateboard on that man's butt uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay uh then uh let's turn our attention to twinks who did not de- get uh decimated uh sammy our new tnt champ fought bobby fish uh on 
Dynamite. I know the show. <laughs> and uh, Bobby Fish has some of the most mesmerizing <laughs> facial hair. And it's his facial features, too, that I've yet seen in Res. Wrestling. <laughs> he also has a real 1927 he vibe. He does. Absolutely. But 1927, like, carnival barker, mm-hmm. like, stage magician vibes. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yep. P.T. Barnum Central, yeah. Absolutely. I would love to see, to get him and Brian Danielson on a stage together just to kind of look at their, like, faces <laughs> and bodies. <laughs> Well, that sounds normal. Which is normal. actually normal. Yeah, that's a normal I don't request. think it's worse than the other things that we say on this show. <laughs> I think it was the way that you kind of said it, like you were going to like do like some kind of invasive research. Was like <laughs> what you I think did over. <laughs> sort of research. so you could do experiments on them. Well, I will admit that I think what I said is kind of what I imagine like when I don't like Tony Khan's booking, I imagine because there's not enough character stuff going on. I do imagine that he was like, let's put those two together. I like their faces and bodies. <laughs> and I, and I did have a little bit of that energy, but I also think that they would bring, uh, I'm not really advocating for Bobby fish to fight Ryan Daniels. <laughs> to be it's just about their 1927 bodies. You just want to dress them up in 1927 clothes and kind of take yeah. a sepia tone picture of them and just see how it looks. Yeah. And I'm going to get Dustin in there too. Cause he's done it before and he looked yeah. cool. Yeah. And OC so can get in and look stuff. really uncool in his 1927 <laughs> outfit. Uh, yeah. So this match was fine. And uh, Bobby fish, I guess has, he's, he is all elite. So I guess he has a contract. I don't know that <laughs> much so about him. Men. There I... seemed. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I asked there. I was like, who is this man? And apparently he was in a tag team with Adam Cole. Oh. Yeah. Um, I think that I think our friend Mary know. also told us that to, to oh. give Mary her her due. Sorry, Mary, I only retained facts <laughs> for about forty eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, but it seemed like it, it, it had it has kind of a vibe of a like he's doing some training stuff and also will be wrestling and that was fine and I like that mustache. So uh, <laughs> at least it, it makes it easy to s- distinguish him, which I really appreciate of a new man. Absolutely. You can, you can tell him apart. Uh, and then it was a the whole thing. It's like, why even get into it? The MMA goons Ugh. came out and beat up Sammy who won obviously against Bobby fish. And then Jericho came out to save Sammy. And then the MMA goons beat up Jericho who had been like really badly injured from the MME, M- M- MMA goons a couple weeks ago. So he hadn't been on commentary. So on commentary, they kept being like, and Jericho got really beaten up. Uh, they just saw the MMA guys all beat each other up. This was the worst stretch of dynamite. This was a, this it was, was a sucked. 10 yeah, it to was, 15 minutes where I was like, none of this is for me. Ugh, right. It was terrible. Even before the tech issues, which was that like apparently the MMA guy, his mic like worked for TV so we could hear him, but nobody in oh. the entire oh. st- stadium could hear him. I didn't realize and then that. Chris Jericho started to make fun of him for his mic not working. And then Chris Jericho's mic stopped working and he could, and he just <laughs> threw it sideways and like a hilariously like a little kid having a tantrum way. And I was like, this is a mess. It's crazy. I didn't even realize that that's what happened. I thought that something had happened with the mic uh, that I should have noticed but but maybe i should have noticed it i didn't really either because i like zoned out at a certain point in this this was just very like not for women i don't know why this mma stuff is like still going on it just seems so pointless right yeah not to you know constantly cite sarah shockey of uh marty and sarah but like her point was really good which is that like 
this whole time they are just acting as if we are supposed to know these people and know what they want and why they're here and they make no effort to integrate them and and like and it's true and it's like well then i won't ever pay attention to this segment because i don't know know what it is if you watch dynamite and rampage and every other required hour of AEW viewing every week you shouldn't be confused about who people are like all the information should be in these wrestling yes. shows and i'm even watching a lot of non-required it. hours where it's like i know i'm, I'm watching, I watching vlogs dark and, and elevation and, and vlogs and all sorts of stuff um yeah i i don't know it is weird where it's like just explain like is is mma mad at wrestling <laughs> like, <laughs> right <laughs> i guess that's kind of like maybe what he what's his face thinks he's doing dan lambert thinks he's doing when he's like doing his Jim Cornette shtick, but it's like, it's so, I mean, it is, it's not generic. I don't mean it in a really bad way. Cause like, I don't super mind like the, the way that he talks. Like, I'm like, I can see that he's good on the mic. Like, that's not the problem. It's generic in that. I'm like, but why you, why here, why now? Right. Like, and yeah. why all these MMA fighters want to get involved too. Right. It also feels like wrestling has like an inferiority complex about like quote unquote real sports if MMA is where it's just like you guys just like are letting these people do whatever they want for no reason I can tell because you like are excited they want to go on your wrestling show is that all that it is I don't know yeah crazy I don't know okay well let's just move on can't even discuss it anymore let's talk let's end with something fun oh no I put something not as fun after this whatever let's have a let's have a little (laughs) hurrah here so we'll talk about the main event of, I guess, actually, I don't know if it was the main event of Rampage, because I don't know. I yeah. The last one isn't always the main event of Rampage, but it was the last match of Rampage last week, Orange Cassidy versus Jack Evans, hair match, um, comedy Comedy match. Comedy <laughs> match for comedy boys. I really enjoy that with Rampage out there, there's a little more time for OC to do his comedies during our weeks, because it's good for me. Yes, I like to watch him. Uh, I like that in his pre-show interview with Mark Henry, uh, Jack Evans and uh, Matt Hardy were doing their whole thing where they were like, it's a hair match and your hair's going to get shaved off. And it was like the first time that OC had heard it. And he was just like, what is happening in this match again? <laughs> what am I doing what? here? <laughs> and Mark Henry genuinely cracks me up because every time someone says something insane, he just goes, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> he is the they found the perfect little job for him i mean i know he's doing yeah. commentary too and i like him there but this is the moment where i'm like i love it's like when jr does his sit down interviews and i'm like that's a perfect place for jr to be this is a perfect place for mark henry to be where he just has the just this like kind of mild like well 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 you are all really heated up let's stop talking about it and start fighting about it i know he's like he's here to be your straight man he's got a real mild energy no pushback from him if you want to go crazy like all right yeah Yeah. um so yeah it was a fun match uh I liked Taz realized kind of like early on in the match he was like an orange Cassidy does have beautiful hair (laughs) (laughs) yeah and he's really proud of it I mean look at him (laughs) he's 37 and he's still got a full head of hair so he's really got to enjoy it while it lasts I know he can't shave that off what if it never comes back exactly (laughs) so yeah I guess spoiler alert uh (laughs) he did end up winning Jack Evans oh this is a complete I've just rocketed off into outer space but with that scrunchie in Jack Evans (laughs) had a real 80s look like he had a babysitter's club 
club. <laughs> like, but like he's the wonkiest babysitters club member, where it's like they're like he's getting like dress code violations from a babysitters club member who's really hungover. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the the party boy. Um, this was I'm trying to think like what the the major points of interest are beyond comedy. Uh. Are the HFO, the HFO has to turn on Matt Hardy at some point, I assume. I would assume so, but I mean, I don't know that any one of them is the, like, you know how, like, MJF was always going to turn on Chris Jericho? I don't know that any member of the HFO has the charisma to really lead any of them. No, it has to be unionization. (laughs) (laughs) They don't have a union leader. Yeah, there's not, like, one person for sure like it does feel like it would maybe like just splinter more than anything but they almost don't even have enough charisma to splinter. you know in a way <laughs> let me hit you with something I'm tired of seeing him I don't think the shtick works I'm tired of seeing uh Mark Sterling with Jade oh I know Mark Sterling is a lawyer and with Matt mm. Hardy what we're having are contract issues there are a lot of contract <laughs> issues That's there are right. a lot of contract issues let's get Mark Sterling over And he can (laughs) legally extricate this faction from Matt Hardy. I mean, at the very least, he should be able to help that one guy with his visa issues. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. Put that law degree to use. (laughs) Yeah. Matt Hardy does, like, reinvent himself fairly frequently, it sounds like. So I'd love it if he would do that and make himself more pleasant for me to watch. His suit fit better this week than it sometimes has. I don't know why I'm saying that. Like, I'm like, yeah. so maybe he is reinventing himself as a fashion. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's something. Um, yeah. No, I mean, when you hear people who watched him on WWE, they love most people I know who knew him thought he was great. And so I keep being like, huh. reinvent him, reinvent yourself back to that guy. Yeah. I would someone love who's to like know less why. annoying <laughs> would be great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Let's get a new, I guess it won't be coming via the hair shaving. But the reason that I thought of this was because they were clearly doing some stuff where, you know, Jack Evans was like, I don't want to shave my hair. And Matt Hardy was like, you won't have to because you'll win. And then he did have to. (laughs) Yeah, Jack Evans should be pretty mad at Matt Hardy for making him do that. So his sort of. His okay hair got shaved. I was going to say beautiful hair, but it's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I, did, I did love that. I didn't realize it was happening until they took a picture later. But the fact that Chuck and Yuta shaved him to look like the butcher cracked me <laughs> up so much. Yeah, that was very funny. And, you know, I think they did a really good shaving job. I mean, they clearly yeah. they got hair cutting scissors. Those were very sharp. <laughs> the ponytail came right off. Mm-hmm. It, it, it all went very cleanly. As you know, I recently watched... Um, uh their Chikara hair match that where uh OC is fire ant shaved Chuck's head and he is a good mm-hmm. shaver. He didn't shave he didn't shave here. He didn't shave here. D- Dustin and Yuta did and he cut. Did he shave? Uh I'm not sure. You know what we don't have to know but and actually what I was saying wasn't that interesting where I was just like he's very good at shaving heads. <laughs> yes. Okay. And the, they really leaned into the Barbary and stuff too. So like OC came out with like a broom at the end, which did make me like laugh out loud. And they were wearing their little barber, you know, uniforms and stuff, which was cute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was Chuck great. does love a costume. He, does, he he certainly is always in them. It's very funny. <laughs> where, and he never looks more like a little boy than when he's in a costume. 
I feel like probably the kind of people who become wrestlers were the kind of little boys that love to dress up in costumes. So yeah, the little like theater, theater boys and girls. Uh, and then finally, <laughs> Cody did a little theater for us this week. He had a promo where Arnie Anderson came to his house and set a fire outside in the middle of the night. But when Cody came out, he was still in his full suit, which I thought was a very <laughs> funny touch. Three-piece suit, yeah. <laughs> uh, and actually, I don't remember anything they said to each other, even though it was pretty funny. I feel like Arn was like, finally, someone noticed I'm out here, which was pretty <laughs> yeah, <that's> funny. Right. <laughs> That is correct. Uh, <laughs> the whole yeah, thing was very funny, actually. I was like, this is a very successful I don't know what's going on. from Cody. The only thing I remember from this is that Sarah very quietly said to herself, uh, oh my God, the arsonist, and then like laughed so hard that she made herself a little <laughs> <No>. bit sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that is pretty good. I mean, I got to give it to her. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um yeah, I don't know what's going on with Cody. I don't care that much. Uh, Roads to the Top is pretty boring. Yeah, this week, uh, like last week, I was entertained mostly, but this week was a lot of like them trying to make drama out of nothing. Yeah. So. Which is, it's just really funny where I'm just like, I don't know. I know that it's a show about them, so this isn't the point of it, but I'm like, all I want to do is just wander around backstage and I see know. what dumb shit people are getting up to. So Seriously. That was the disappointing that much thing. to keep me happy. I know. This week was that it was just all about like Cody and Brandy's dumb little fights and stuff that weren't anything instead of like talking to Darby Allen for 10 minutes, which is what I want. So I know. We did get to see, for some reason, I'm like, why is Preston Vance so involved in this show? <laughs> I know. I, I didn't did not know that he was Cody. a coach. Yeah. Like, I didn't yeah, know he was coaching people. Yeah. yeah. He's all at the nightmare Learn factory, things every day about what they're up to backstage, but not enough stuff. No. <laughs> I do think it's real interesting that, like, the Young Bucks and Kenny just, like, never appear on the show. I was like, man, they are really not friends. Although I was also like, the Young Bucks are probably, like, a little bit too savvy to allow themselves to be on someone else's reality show that they don't have control yeah. of the edit of. Yeah. I know. And I feel, <laughs> yeah, I think that's I right. got, just Those got too happy idiots. thinking about that, honestly. I was just like, I'm good for them. <laughs> They control their image and good for them. My beautiful bucks. Okay. Does anyone have anything that they desperately have to say? Only if you have to say it. Very close to I think everyone froze actually. So we got to wrap this up before it freezes in a more major way. Uh, I've been Allie. I've been Ann. And I've been Leah. And this is Tunnel Talk. Our show is produced by Marjorie Voinovich. Our theme is by Chris Corkin. You can find us on Twitter at Tunnel Talk Pod. And via email at tunneltalkpod at gmail.com and on most other social media sites at <laughs> tunneltalkpod. <laughs> so just like think of, you know, it's like, what are we talking about on the show? Check it out. See what you find there. Yeah, uh, go to MySpace. See what's up. <laughs> if, would that we could, us and Kenny. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and come back next week. <laughs>